I had a sock in my mouth all day. It was just like Oof. gross and dry. <laughs> and, uh, it's just, I don't know when it's supposed to pass, but we're, well, we're going to be outside soon. like all weekend too. Oh, yeah. So, um, <sighs> are you ready? I mean, I'm, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, we're recording. So, okay. I mean, it's so funny. Like when we started this, we only did live recordings. We yeah. never had like an intro. Mm-hmm. And then when COVID happened, we had to do everything via Zoom. So it just like almost forced a intro because like you have to click the button. It's like, you know, uh, and go. it's <laughs> like you are being recorded. <laughs> so now it's just kind of like when we do live, it's just like whatever. So, yeah. But for our listeners, um, if you didn't catch last up ep- last last episode, um, we have a small press expo coming up on August 20th. And Mayflower Brewery called Pages and Pints. And we have been bringing on the authors to kind of talk about, you know, what they're doing and their experiences and kind of build excitement towards the event. I should have got your pronunciation of your last name. <laughs> uh, it's Kaylin... Cecchini. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> and, like, I know your mom. And it's like, I still can't pronounce your last name. That's all right. Uh, Kaylin Cecchini. Yep. Um, well, Kaylin, uh, no T. Kaylin. Oh, <laughs> See, I, I got know, it written down in front of me. Yeah, too. I couldn't get yeah. it easy first or last name. <laughs> um, but welcome to the show, man. Thank you. So we were talking like right before we started. Also, uh, Kaylin gets mad props because she brought crumbled cookies. Hey, kick them in the hand. Yeah. Guests that bring snacks are our favorite. Uh, take note, uh, future guests. Um, so you have a book. Uh, I have this written down. Uh, Moon Day. Yes. And then a prequel to that book coming out in July called yes. Wolf Star. Yes. Uh, are these your first two? Yeah. Yeah. So when did Moon Day come out? Moon Day came out September of last year. Okay. So yeah. uh, is this like a uh, trilogy type thing? Or? Um, y- yeah. Yes. Not officially, but yeah. 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 <laughs> I feel like that's kind of the natural... I feel like if anyone came out with just two books, they would be kind of... Like, yeah, it was originally just supposed to be one, and then I had an idea for the prequel back... I wrote I wrote the first book in 2011, and then I had an... Yeah, then I had an idea for the prequel, and then people were like, well, what's going to happen? What happened to so-and-so after the first book? And I'm like, okay, here's the third book. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, how did you get started? I mean, have you always, you, you seem like a fairly young person. To... I mean, I'm 37. I'm not that young. <laughs> oh, um, that's not, no, I swear I get like, you know, they'll be like, oh, you know, I graduated in like, oh, oh. one or something. And I'll just be like, oh, I'm. Yeah, I graduated in 04. Oh, 04. <laughs> See, Jesus. Yeah. I'm terrible at guessing yeah. ages. I'm people like, how old do I look? I'm like, I don't know. Because yeah. all my friends look young, and then some people, I'm like, you look like you're 60. And they're like, I'm 45. <laughs> I'm like, oh, sorry. <laughs> um, so, I mean, were you always writing? Were you writing all through school? And Yeah, I mean, when I was in, like, elementary school, I always enjoyed um, creative writing assignments. Um, I never really did it on my own. And then in junior high, I remember it was seventh grade, my English teacher, um, we read some scary story for school, and she was like, oh, maybe for, like, Halloween I'll have you guys write your own ghost stories. And I got, like, very excited about the idea, and she never did the assignment. And I was like, oh, bummer, I really want to do that. And then I was like, well, why don't I just write my own scary story? So I 
went to Walmart and bought a composition notebook, and I wrote... Did the black and white speckled? Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I still have it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, I wrote this story that involved me and my friends and our current crushes at the time, and it was about a, uh, uh, a k- slasher killer, because this is 1997 at this point when it was all the rage. So there was a slasher killer in our junior high yeah. killing everybody. Um, and my friends all were very excited about reading it. I enjoyed writing it. And that was sort of when I got the bug of like, oh, okay, I'm, I really liked doing this and people seem to really like reading it. Like, so ever since then, it's just, it's, it's so funny. Um, I'm not a writer. Uh, (laughs) I am, I firmly believe I'm undiagnosed dyslexic. Mm -hmm. Um, but I love the idea of creating stories and storytelling and I had an idea for a story and I was like telling some friends about it and kind of like, you know, not, not the elevator pitch, but more like, you know, and then this happens and then da da da. And I got to the end and my friend's wife like let out an audible gasp and I was like, that's so cool. Like that's such a fun reaction is when you yeah. have that kind of, not just the the family being like, oh, it's a very nice story, but like that, yeah. you know, that honest reaction. Right, yeah. Yeah, I got addicted to that. Because, you know, my friends would read it as I was writing it in school. Like, you know, I'm supposed to be taking notes in school and I'd be just writing my story and then they'd be like, did you write more? And I'd pass it between classes and then they'd throw it back, write more! You know? <laughs> I'm like, I can only write so fast. I'm only 13. Um, but heart people really connect with horror in a, a strange way like oh i know <laughs> <laughs> um and i liked that you mentioned how like slasher was kind of it's weird i think it's slashers slasher movies being more like 80s not necessarily i feel like 90s was like well 90s was like you know i know what you did last summer and scream and that was like uh, like i wasn't allowed to watch any of that I and like i didn't until i was, I an was adult. not their demographic <laughs> for those because i feel like those are kind of teen movies yeah i mean i was 13 14 yeah 12 13 so again i wasn't allowed to watch them i had very strict parents who were no radar movies at all but Um, they're your mom's real nice oh no no she's she's very nice um but my friends all watch them and they would tell me the plots of them and i you know i'm i'm kind of glad i didn't watch it back then because even now i don't do gore very well and I get I get very squeamish around slasher stuff like the monster stuff doesn't scare me obviously I wrote a werewolf book but yeah um, yeah the slasher stuff makes me a little uncomfortable it's so like it's the... weird that that was my first <laughs> my first foray into writing so what made you go with werewolves um, I was very going back to that time period I was very into like Buffy the Vampire Slayer mm-hmm. um, and so I I'm giant vampire fan and then just watching all the vampire movies and shows and stuff there you werewolves usually not usually most of the time came with that so then i got into werewolves through that um and so for this book i was actually writing a vampire book that was terrible and i never finished it um and i had a seed of an idea for a werewolf book that i never i never I said I can't do it because I'm working on this book and I want to finish one project at a time. Um, oh, that's weird. I'm, I'm totally the other way. Like, oh, yeah. I need like <laughs> 400 things going on to keep my 
Because otherwise I just get bored with one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, but I was afraid I wouldn't... I was like, oh, if I start this new one, then I'll never finish the old one, which is exactly what happened. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But it was awful, so it deserves to stay there. Um, But I had a friend who... She uh, messaged me and she was like, are you doing NaNoWriMo? Which, for those that don't know, it's National Novel Writing Month. It happens every November. Yep, I have a friend that does it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so she was like, are you doing it this year? And I'd never done it. And I was like, no. Um, what month is that? November. Okay. And uh, she was like, oh, you should do it. And I said, didn't it start like two days ago? And she's like, yeah, you can catch up. So I was like, all right, let's put the vampire one aside. I'll work on this werewolf one. And so I ended up starting it to moon day um starting it two days late i ended up finishing it two days early it's still the easiest book i've ever written um so yeah that's how that happened <laughs> but but why vampire uh, not vampires why werewolves it seems like i know like like i said i feel like vampires were kind of like big like late 80s early 90s kind of like mm-hmm. from like lost boys interview with a vampire through then and then I felt like it kind of went into zombie world. And now, I don't know if there's something now. That's, it's kind of... Because well, I feel like zombies are getting kind of played out and people are getting a little tired. Yeah, I feel like vampires are starting to come. At least that's what I'm seeing on like Bookstagram anyway. They're starting to make a little bit of a comeback. Yeah. Um, I think people are getting nostalgia for the early aughts anyway. And that's, you know, that's when Twilight was really big. And... Um, but as for why I liked werewolves, I don't know. I, again, it was just, I. You just had the seed idea. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had the idea and I liked the whole like, mythology of like the full moon and changing into, you know, another animal and all that stuff. Um, yeah. Did you, do you have a particular favorite werewolf other than yours? Oh gosh. Yeah. Um, like, <laughs> uh. It's see. funny, like, I don't, I don't think, like, I feel like it's, it's something that could be done so much more. I mean, there's plenty of them, but not, not a glut, like, with vampires or zombies. No, yeah, it was definitely secondary, but I mean, like, there was, again, it, it, they kind of came more with vampires. Like, yeah. there was werewolves in Twilight, there was werewolves in the Vampire Diaries and stuff, um, but Teen Wolf, not the 80s movie, but the show. Oh, the show. I never watched that. Oh, that was supposed to be it, way more serious, oh, right? Oh, it was really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. Especially the first couple seasons. And that's yeah. and that's one of those other interesting things about horror is it always seems like, you know, there's, like, Goosebump mm-hmm. horror, and then there's things like, um, you know, Buffy and Teen Wolf yeah. and oh, was the one that everyone's going crazy for it was uh, Wednesday. Oh, yes. You know, this yep. kind of like young adult teen and yeah. then, you know, the adult version. It seems like it's like you almost like build, you ramp up the audience yeah. from like a young yeah. age. It's a weird <laughs> thing, but like, you know, I've done a bunch of horror conventions and it is very much a family, you know, you see like six-year-olds running around like Freddy Krueger. I'm like, why? Like, you don't... <laughs> tell me you haven't seen yeah, that. That's, yeah, again, yeah. to each their own, but that's not... Uh, that's yeah. not that I, I, don't, I wouldn't let a six-year-old watch it, but I don't have kids, so what do I know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if there's... It does... You're right. It does ramp up. It starts with goosebumps, or Are You Afraid of the Dark? That's oh, the one yeah, my yeah. friends used to, and I used to watch. Um, when I was a kid, yeah. it was like horror comics and stuff, you know? Yeah. 
uh, Tales from the Crypt, that kind of... I remember the show. Oh, it was a comic book? Yeah. Oh, there was, like, a know. lot of, like... I remember the show I'm trying being to on. remember what, like, uh, the comics were called. There was a bunch of them. Um, yeah, now I'm totally... <laughs> blanking. Totally blanking. <laughs> the Tales to Astonish, maybe? I can't remember. But anyways. Um, so you, you wrote... Moon Day in less than a month. Yeah. Yep. Was it a similar experience with Wolfstar? Yeah, so I did, I wrote Wolfstar, again, I kind of forced myself to do it in a month because going back to NaNoWriMo, then they do Camp NaNoWriMo. Um, it's different this year, but they used to do the same challenge, and I think it, was, it used to be July and August, or June and August, um, with the same challenge. So that next summer, 2012, I wrote Wolfstar. So is it like a, a retreat? Uh, no, it's it's all online. They just it, it's just <coughs> oh, the oh, theme of yeah. the thing of being summer campy and. Now, do you f- when you write it in a month? That doesn't include the editing. Right? No, I'm assuming no, you no. go back and like <laughs> no, edit, no, no, no. get how how much because it just seems like a month is such a short amount of time. Yeah, I, well, the pressure is to just get the words on the page. Don't self edit. Don't overthink it. Just. Because that's where so many writers sort of trip themselves up is they just go back and try to make it perfect right away. And it's like, no, no, just get it out. It's going to suck the first time. Moon Day did. Maybe it still does. I don't know. But that's that's later. Just yeah. get the story out first and then worry about everything else. And so then how long after that initial month does it take before you're like, okay, this is good enough that I want to put it out there? Um... And being your first book, was it, I'm assuming it had to be intimidating somewhat. Yeah, well, and I didn't want to go, I'm an indie author, so I did it myself too, which, that was scary. I was like, I'm never going to do self-publishing, because it means you have to put on different hats that you don't necessarily fit. Like, I'm not a salesperson, I'm not a publicist, but I have to be. Yeah, 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 Um, sure. So... For editing, I mean, again, it was a little different with this because I wrote it in 2011. So it was, before I published it, it had been 10, 11 years. Um, So I had gone through and, like, tweaked some things every now and then. But uh, when I decided to publish it, let's see. I know I took took another couple months to self-edit, to Mm -hmm. go through and be like, okay, this needs to change. I don't like this anymore. I need to change this name and all the little things that I could see from my vantage point. And then I hired an editor um, offline to go through and see what they saw. Um, Some people do multiple editors. Some people do one or whatever, just have beta readers or whatever. I couldn't afford to do that. So I just did the one editor. Yeah. Yeah. And that process took a couple months. Which, again, every writer is different. Some writers would be like, what do you mean you didn't take years to edit? Um, but I mean, yeah. that's kind of like everyone has their process, and, and some people can, you know, to me, it's more, like, I, I, I like that, you know, write it quick, edit it, get it out. Mm. Um, because you can spend 50 years at it. Exactly. It's never going to be perfect. Yeah. You know, you're yeah. always going to have something you want to tweak about mm-hmm. it. And sometimes... You know, I'm going to equate it to, like, the, the the early albums of bands. 
Mm. that you're like oh this is great and then they get wealth and fame and studio time and then their later albums are like kind of garbage overproduced because they're overproduced Mm -hmm. and they they lose some of that I don't know that that uh, I suppose it's a a, a bit of like being really genuine to like who you are and what your message is Mm. you know if you filter it through like eight different editors is it yeah. How much of it is still your story at that point? Uh, yeah, exactly. Did, were you worried about the editor making major changes? Well, I, I just, mean, it's still kind of your choice, but exactly, yeah. yeah. So I, ha- I just did a copy editor, and she, she did very. Don't say she did nothing, but um, she tweaked a couple things. Some change, you know. The main thing I wanted her to do was like point out any like inconsistencies, which she did, and I was like, oh, thank God she pointed that out. Yeah. Um. And then I have a different editor this time. The first one I had got through like a, a writing service. And this one was like a friend of a friend that did an editing uh, business. Um, and she, you know, she changed some things that I was like, oh, yeah, that's better than what I wrote. And there were some things that I'm like, no, that that doesn't sound like me anymore. <laughs> so I just, you know, and that's that's what you can do when you're an uh, indie author is like you can pick and choose and. You know, you do have to get your ego out of the way and be like, okay, is this better? Or am I just being a little precious about it? Th- that's, that is uh, <laughs> a very tricky thing in, in any creative, Yeah. you know, like, yeah. is that a good idea? Do I not like it because it's just not my idea? Mm. You know, and that kind of being willing to try to like step back and look at the end product and not just like, well, this is mine, you know? Yeah, or it can be the opposite of like, you, you're so insecure and be like, oh, yeah, everybody knows better than me. And yeah. you'll just take every change that someone throws at you. But I'm kind of pig-headed, okay. so I don't really have that problem. <laughs> <laughs> People, yeah. I'll take your word for that one. Um, so you put the first book out. Mm-hmm. Um, did you do hard copies or just digital? I did, did do, mean? oh, you know, I did, uh, yeah, I did both. Um, so the first one's available in paperback and hardcover and ebook, and it's on um, Amazon's Kindle Unlimited, which is basically like a almost like a Netflix Netflix for books. type yeah. of thing. Yeah, because uh, so. that that's I think that's one of the hard things about books now is and that let me take that back. It's it's <laughs> easier now I think because of the digital. Because I mean, mm. it doesn't cost you to print copies. I mean, I assume you just upload it and. Yeah, with, I mean, I don't know how it is with other services. I've never even looked into it. But with Amazon, you can upload anything for free. Not that anyone necessarily is going to buy it. But um, the co- where the costs come in is, like, if you do want to get an editor and the cover design. And, yeah. like, you know, some I know some authors pay for, like, formatting their books. I did that myself because I couldn't afford it. But, um, yeah, there's definitely costs, but not, not as far as just actually putting it on yeah. Amazon. And you mentioned it earlier, like, and now you mentioned that you formatted the book yourself. And I was thinking about, I can't remember why I was thinking about this the other day, about how we all get into, like, a creative field because we love to do what we do. Mm. And then when it becomes, like, a job or, you know, even a side hustle or whatever, now you're doing, like, 90 things that you don't want to (laughs) do to have to do the thing that you want to do that you were already doing anyways. And it becomes like this, at what point is there, like, a tipping... Like, how do you ever second guess being like, you know, I could just write this just for fun. And 
Right. I think I wrote it for fun for like 20 years. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, if there's a possibility I can make a living at this, why not go for it? I mean, I was, I'm in my mid thirties. So I'm like, if not now, when I went, I tried to go the, you know, like what you were saying, putting on the different hats and doing the stuff you don't want to do or you can't do. I tried going the traditional publishing route and I just heard a lot of, oh, you're a good writer, but this isn't for us or I don't know how to represent this or whatever. So, um, I forget what my point was in saying. (laughs) But I mean, that, that is the great thing about it. It's a double edged sword. It's a great thing because anybody can put out whatever they're working Mm -hmm. on very easily. Yeah. You know, if it's music, you can upload it to Spotify and anyone can find it. Mm -hmm. But it also kind of muddies the water. Yeah. Because anyone can do it. Yeah. Um, so it really kind of almost boils down to your commitment level and how much mm. of that stuff you don't want to do. Yeah. You know, you yeah. want to go do podcasts in <laughs> a room that is lacking in decoration because it's new. Um, Getting lost in a parking lot. Can't find the building. Lot. Yeah. Because it's basically looks like a house. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of like this level of commitment. And, and I love the fact that you're like, if not, not when. Yeah. Because so many people are like, someday, someday, someday. <laughs> and it, it's, I feel like those people are going to look back and just have that regret of like, oh, I never, mm. I never wrote my novel or. Yeah, I worked with, the, I used to work at Borders, rest in peace. Um, and there was a lot of people there that also wrote. But I remember this one woman saying, she's like, oh, I'm just so, I'm so afraid to try to get something published because I'm so afraid of failing and I'm like but you're not doing anything so it's definitely not so fail you're then. already failing yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, do you have you had any negative reviews because I feel like in in the beginning anytime anyone starts anything creative they show it you know to their family and friends and you know yeah mom pat you in the head like, that's awesome <laughs> honey um but there's almost something more genuine from not genuine, but helpful mm. from not just someone being like, oh, you suck. But yeah. like we, we had feedback on one of our other shows where someone kind of called us out for making light of something pretty tragic. And I was like, that's a really valid yeah. point that you just made. Mm. And now I feel like a piece of shit, and, <laughs> you know, but it, that's, that's, but at least that's your attitude and not but that's like, well, how, screw you. Yeah. You know, but I mean, that's like, kind of how you get better, you know, yeah, yeah. the kind of, have you had anyone? I haven't had any really bad reviews. I think the lowest has been like a, you know, a three star review and they're like, <laughs> which is kind of confusing. There was one that was like, I don't know how to rate this book. And it was like, I enjoyed it, but here's everything I didn't like about it. At the end it's like, but I'd still recommend it. And I'm like, well, I guess that's good. Yeah. But a lot of the things that I feel like I'm getting critiqued on was is like, oh, I wanted to know more about X, Y, Z. And I'm like, oh, well, wait for the third book. If there is a third <laughs> book. <laughs> yeah. That, that's, uh, yeah. And that's one of those hard things where it's like, even when they read the third book, you know, in their mind. Yeah. You know, you see that all the time in like prequels and sequels and whatever. You know, in your mind, you have been like, oh, I want to know so-and-so's backstory. Mm-hmm. And the backstory comes out, and you're like, ah, oh, I really wished I didn't know about that, because that was kind of <laughs> crap. Um, yeah. Like, do you, were you worried about that as, like, prequel? Like, would it cause plot holes or, you know? Um, no, I, I mean, 
I covered what I wanted to cover. I'll put it that way. Yeah. Um, and any other questions people have, maybe I'll answer in the third book. Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll be like, I don't know. I'm like, doesn't matter. Um, there was, you know, when my editor was going through it, she, I don't want to give it away, but she pointed out something. She's like, oh, but what happened to this person? You need to show this. And I was like, oh, I never, I never thought like that people would want to know about that part. But I'm like, eh, I guess I can say something about it if, if it clears up confusion. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm not too, I'm not too, I, I don't, I. That, that's, you just made me think of like, <laughs> to me, that sounds like playing Dungeons and Dragons because I'm a big nerd. And, uh. As a DM, like, you have to be careful about what you describe in the room and what you accidentally emphasize. Mm. Because then you have people, there's a, a there's a great show called Critical Role, and they spend, like, half an hour, like, investigating this chair, and the DM's like, it's just a chair. <laughs> like, there's nothing about that. It's a chair. And yeah. at that point, they start messing with them to, like, you know... There was some but meme it, about writers that was like, you know, the writer writes like the curtains are blue and a teacher's like, oh, the the author's alluding to the fact that it's, <laughs> you know, the outside world or like whatever. And the author's like, no, it just means the curtains are blue. Yeah. blue. <laughs> I see that a lot like in some of these like movie deep dives being like, oh, you know, this is a symbolism of, you know, this character. And I'm like, yeah. is it? Yeah. Is it, or did you watch the end and watch it again and be like, oh, you know? I mean, sometimes it's good ideas, though. If someone wants to point something out, and I'll, and I'll steal it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes, that's exactly what I meant. <laughs> but, and I mean, even with kind of like mysteries, it, um, you know, I haven't read your book. I apologize. No, it's um, <laughs> But, like, what, is there any kind of, like, trying to seed hints at what's going on and, like, not trying to give it away at the same time yeah there's definitely um what's the term i'm totally blanking right now uh plot twist yeah um yeah there's a couple in there uh yeah i don't want to say anything right yeah no, but i mean like there's sometimes where like the best stuff and is when that plot twist is revealed and then you're just like i don't even understand how the author or writer or mm. whatever could it even, like, come up with this intricate story and other ones where you're just like, oh, that guy's the killer. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and it's like yeah. that kind of... I mean, hopefully nobody guessed my plot. Just, but if they did, that's... I had an ex ruin a movie for me one time. Which movie? Uh, have you seen Rear Window? The no. Johnny Depp. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Secret Window. Secret Window, sorry. Um, and uh, so, uh, spoiler alert... I haven't seen it in a long time. Uh, but at one point, my ass goes, oh, they smoke the same cigarettes. And I'm like, oh, why did you do that? And oh, she's my like, mom's so bad at that, too. And she and goes, she's... why did you what? And I'm like, never mind. <laughs> Forget it. I was yeah, my so... mom always guesses the ending. She's like, oh, it's it's that guy. Well, I was I'm like, mad. Shush. I was so mad because it wasn't that she gave it away. It's like she just noted something that gave it away. Yes. But she... And her wisdom wasn't <laughs> able to put those two things together. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't know if I'm that clever, but hopefully, hopefully, people don't guess before they. But if they do, what, whatever. So, a uh, little self promotion: uh, Patience Pints, August twentieth. Mm-hmm. Um, is that going to be your first time, kind of like being face to face with yep. p- potential fans and fans? Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, and... it's just my friends. <laughs> 
Oh, I hope not. I hope it is packed. Come on. Not hopefully, but yeah. yeah. I mean, and and the nice thing about it is, you know, your friends and family, I'm sure, will come out to support. Mm -hmm. But all the other authors, friends and family will too. Yeah. And so you have this kind of, you know, everyone's there to kind of support authors and then hopefully get, you know, two, three thousand people to kind of come in and buy some books. Yeah, because, I mean, book people are enthusiastic yes they are so and every book per and like i said I, i'm pretty pretty certain i'm uh, dyslexic so i'm not a great reader um but every book person i know their biggest fear or loathing is moving because yeah because they're like oh i have like oh. 400 books i have to pack and move I'm like whose fault is that man like that's <laughs> that's on you you know there are kindles and yeah, I've moved a couple times, and I was like, yeah, I actually try not to keep too many books, um, just because I don't have the room. Um, yeah. But there's, but there's some. It's like, and especially now where it's like I'm in the indie field, and now it's like I know different cover designers, and I know different authors, and I know cover photographers and stuff. So I'm like, yes, I'll buy all your books and keep them. Yeah, and that's in that. So now I'm like, that. oh crap! Yeah. Now I need another bookshelf. <laughs> It is, uh, I mean, is that, I'm assuming that's just, like, occupational hazard. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, you do need to read a lot if yeah. you're going to be a writer. Just to, so you know, one, that you know it's out there. But, two, it just makes you a better writer. Because you're like, oh, yeah, that's a good way of saying that. And you just, I don't know the way to word it, but you kind of learn just by watching other people do it at the sure. same time. I mean, it's the but, same thing with, like, any, you know, musicians yeah. listen to a lot of music. Right. I watch and listen to a lot of content. Yes. Yeah. You know, I mean, I obviously like it. <laughs> so why else would I be here? Right. <laughs> um, what are some of your favorite horror type things? Movies or... Um, or? Yeah, like... You mentioned Twilight a few times. Are you like a Twilight person? Because that is very, like, polarizing. I wouldn't, ex- I wouldn't call that horror, though. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, no, I mean... See, that's the thing. It's like, I'm not a big, like, horror person. I'm not in the sense so of, like... like, the more mystery or macabre? Like... Yeah, like, I'm I a could... big... Like, Interview with a Vampire. I don't know if that's considered a horror movie. Some people would. But I also, like... I would classify that as horror, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean... But, like, that doesn't scare me, I guess. Okay. that's going so that way. I guess it depends on I don't the think, definition. I don't think horror has to scare you. Oh, okay. Because... I mean, I, like, the horror movies I love, mm-hmm. I hope doesn't scare anybody because they're god-awful. <laughs> you know, like, that's what I, like, I love, like, I don't, I'm not into Sharknado, like, I watch it, it's fine, whatever. Like, I want someone to make a real, genuine effort at a movie and fail. Yeah. And it's like the 1950s, like it's all sorts of great, like cheesy horror movies. And like some of it is, it can still be a good story. They just don't have the budget. So you can right. see the good story behind it. But yeah, I don't like, I don't know. I, I, I think it, to me it's more weird and twisted because like some horror movies, I'm just like, I mean, I know it's not real blood. It's just, you know, I've seen it still makes special, me squeamish. Really? Like, <laughs> yeah. I've, I've seen so much special effects makeup, like, 
in general. But again, not if I'm watching a vampire movie. Like, the blood doesn't scream. For some reason, I can disassociate with them. But if it's someone with, like, an axe, yeah. I'm like, for some reason, that that is like, uh, and then I can't, you know, then I'm sleeping with the lights on. And yeah, stuff. and it's like, I don't know, like, when I was younger, the things that, like, freaked me out was any movie that started with, like, based on a true story. Oh, yeah. Because I was a yeah. kid, and I'm like, oh, my God, this really happened. <laughs> the and then, whole thing happened. <laughs> and then you find out, like, that is a very loose term, <laughs> yes. you know. Yep. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, it's kind of all bullshit. So, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I, I was talking with uh, an author yesterday. and Yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. And she's talking about how she's going through this, like, personal deep dive of, like, all the things that, like, made her her. Mm-hmm. And, like, watching these movies that she hasn't watched since, like, she was a kid. And, like, really thinking uh-huh. about, like, what were, like, those key movies? And I, like, I've been, like, thinking a lot about that. And, like, one of the things that I'm, like, oh, my God. Like, I loved that as a kid. And it explains a lot. <laughs> is, uh, there used to be a show, uh, Ripley's Believe It or Not. Mm-hmm. And it was this weird, like, crossroad of somewhat scientific historical but at the same time macabre and disturbing mm. and like I'm like yeah that that, <laughs> that explains a lot. pretty accurate and <laughs> I don't know if I was old enough that I should have been watching it but and it was done like really creepy and mm. and so like I really love you know I have a small collection of skulls and and like yeah. I like dark imagery and macabre but I'm not a serious person at all and I'm silly and I love when horror movies are not good but I don't find I don't generally find horror scary like I don't that's good (laughs) yeah I don't ever think of it as being like oh I had bad dreams from such and such it's usually just like that was a really good story or yeah supernatural stuff like again doesn't that doesn't bother me that does because I'm like oh it's not real or maybe some of it is but um yeah as soon as you start getting into the that could really, which I know it's like, oh, yeah, Michael Myers, like, that's really going to happen. But in my head, I'm like, but it's possible. Well, it's, it's <laughs> He not, could be outside. It, it's not that Michael Myers, per se, <laughs> could happen, because he is a supernatural character, you know? True. He has died a lot. <laughs> but human beings massacring other people, kind of, that happens yeah. more than I'd like to yeah. think about. yeah. Is that what you find disturbing about? It's just like... Yeah, just people being horrible. Like, I don't like... That unsettles me. That doesn't, like, sit well with me. But I'm like, oh, it's a... It's a... I feel like the more outrageous the monster, the less I'm scared of it. Like, you know, like I was talking about Buffy. Those vampires I don't find scary at all because they got the bumpy heads. And I'm like, they look ridiculous. But if you just get, like, a vampire with just the pointy teeth... It's like they're so human, but there's that one thing that's just off about them that like creeps me out. The ones that I found, I think the most disturbing was uh, Thirty Days of Night. Oh yeah, yes. They were pretty human, but at the same mm. time, yep. alien enough. But <laughs> yeah, like not in a. You're right, not in a ridiculous way. Mm. So you're like, they just have black eyes and pointy teeth and. Yeah, and just, there's no escaping because <laughs> it's dark all the time. Yeah. But uh, how do you feel about, um, oh, man, come on, brain. Uh, things we do in the shadows? Oh, my gosh. Is that so, stuff we do in the shadows or things we do? Uh, what we do in the what shadows. What we do in the shadows, yeah. thank you. 
I just saw the movie. I hadn't. I had never seen anything. And my sister, foster sister, she was like, "How have you not seen this?" So last year we watched the movie, and then she was just visiting for a couple months, and she's like, "We're watching the show." And now, I, so I've been binging it. I'm on season two now. Yeah. But yeah, it's hysterical. I, I, it's so funny because like I had never even heard of it, oh. and my son has a friend, Peter, and. Peter's like the Nosferatu one mm-hmm. in the basement that like they keep kind of <laughs> locked up and they're like, oh, who let out Peter? And I guess that's what they say to his buddy anytime he does something stupid. Um, so I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. I was like, oh, you should watch it. And I watched it. And I'm like, this is amazingly ridiculous. Like it, that's to me yeah. the kind of horror. Like I love Shaun of the Dead. But is what we do in the shadows considered horror? Or is it just a comedy? That's no, that's where I mean, the, that's the line. I don't so, know. What about Shaun of the Dead? Shaun of the Dead is an I've never amazing. Seen Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> Get Sorry. out! Get out! Take your cookies with you. <laughs> wow, really? Yeah, I don't. I don't really like the zombie stuff because again, it's not really that they scare me; it's the gore. It's uh, all right. Okay, <laughs> there may be some moments of that movie that you find yeah. unsettling, <laughs> but it, it's to me, it's genius because it is a buddy comedy. That by the end turns into a legitimate horror movie. Oh. And because, I mean, the whole start of it is the fact that the zombie apocalypse is happening and they're not smart right. enough to know that it's going on. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's, uh, wow, I can't believe it's such a good Okay, movie. I'll go home and watch it. That's fine, whatever. <laughs> I'm not going to delete this episode. <laughs> whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I find, but I find that about any genre. Like, I want. Because to me, I think that makes it more real. Mm. You know, I've had tragedy in my life and some, you know, awful situations. But I'm not a serious person, so it's like I've cracked jokes at funerals. I've had other people crack jokes at funerals. Yeah. And it's kind of like a little bit of letting off that pressure, and it seems right. realistic. And um, I'm not sure if you're a Game of Thrones fan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what did you think of the show? In the general? House, the House of Dragons. No, I, the, I didn't watch House of Dragons. I, well, I watched the first couple episodes, but I haven't. See, I did the same thing. And then I just I was like, I'll finish it. Yeah, no, it wasn't because I didn't like it, but I was just like, I just got And I, I couldn't put my finger on it, like, why I wasn't, like, into it. And my buddy goes, well, it's not funny. And I'm like, oh. Game of Thrones isn't funny. And he goes, it's really funny. And I thought back, I'm like, yeah, it's really <laughs> funny. Like, that show is hysterical. Yeah. But in a very realistic way. Yeah, that was the same thing with, um, what was that show? Sons of Anarchy? Like, I loved the first That's one. That's a show I couldn't get into. Oh, really? Oh, see, the characters in that one, the first series was, like, really good. And again, there was humor. It got darker as it went on, and the humor kind of went away. But then they did the second show, and I was like, oh, I'm so excited. And I was like, oh, Oh, was that the Mayans? Mayans MC, yeah. yeah. And I, I have seen some episodes, but I was like, oh, it's not as, like funny as the first maybe it got better but yeah i just didn't find any of the characters redeeming in sons of anarchy yeah like i couldn't get behind any of them they're like they're all scumbags <laughs> i don't like any of them and like i i have to, like you don't have to be perfect and i don't like if you are perfect like yeah superman <laughs> like i want you to be realistic but it, i have to feel like um like i'm pulling for you in some way mm-hmm. like I, I was talking my uh, my friend, uh, I started rewatching Breaking Bad. I never watched that. <laughs> and that's, that's fine. You don't have to watch that. Whatever. 
But I love it because you start off kind of like rooting for one character and then like mid, uh, in the middle of the series, you end up going, oh, he's the bad guy Mm. and the other guy is the redeeming character that you're like, oh, I'm really pulling for, that's the guy I love. And in the beginning you're like, hey, he's kind of a, he's a (laughs) shit. And then by the end you're like, nope, he's the hero. Ah. Yeah, so I love that kind of like, but there's always someone that you're kind of pulling for. Yeah. And like, Sons of Anarchy, I just was like, I don't... I, I had a crush on Charlie Hunnam, too, so that might have had a lot to do with it. Oh, you know, whatever. If there's a, if there's a cute free, guy in it, like, free, I... Whatever. Yeah, yeah. I get it, I get it. He's fine, I guess. He's like <laughs> handsome blonde guys. Uh, so, you hinted at a trilogy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> are, are you writing that one in a month? Are you going to write that in November? That that draft was written also back in 2012, so there's a first draft. Oh, you already have a draft for it. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, but it has not been touched since then. Um, and it's one of those things that I like, if I remember it right, I'm like, I think there's a serious ending issue that I need to work out. So I'm kind of like, oh, that's a problem for another day right now. Yeah. <laughs> but hopefully... Um, but it depends on uh, people liking and reading the first two as well. Well, to kind of segue, because I'm a professional, because <laughs> all professionals call out their segues, mm-hmm. um, where can they go to find the book so they can read it? Uh, so Moon Day is available now on Amazon, and I think the paperback is still on Barnes & Noble. Yes. Um, and then Wolfstar will be out July 26, hopefully if all goes according to plan. Um yeah, and that'll also be on Amazon in ebook and paperback. July twenty sixth, so that's like perfect timing. Right before be brand spanking new, yep. and pints, yep. still be shiny and new. Yep, I'll uh, have it all signed, ready yep. to go. For Come it. down and get an autograph <laughs> and bring her a copy of Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> if anyone has any, or Breaking can... Bad. Apparently, <laughs> I mean, Breaking Bad is one of those. See, I feel like if you like horror, you need to see Shaun of the Dead. Okay. But, but I'm Breaking not just Bad. zombie horror. <laughs> okay, fair, fair. <laughs> but maybe I'll like I'm it. I'm still anyway. going to argue against I mean, <laughs> so, so have you watched Last of Us? No. Okay. No. <laughs> Interesting. See, my parents have. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, like, I don't. That That's that's a great one where is this horror, isn't it? Mm. Because it's sort of zombies, but not. Yeah. But in my brain, I think of the whole thing as a post-apocalyptic. Like, I would put it with, like, Waterworld and, uh, I'm trying to think of another. I know. Like, Mad Max and, like, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Like, that, to me, that's, like, that kind of movie. And there just happens to be. More like an action? No. More like, and it's one of those, the real hard are people like that's yes. kind of like that Walking Dead thing was you know what was it um, their tagline used to be like um, beware the dead or fear the living or something like that mm. it was kind of like there are zombies but the real awful things in this world are people yeah, I, not necessarily I zombies I didn't watch Walking Dead like straight through but I saw a couple episodes and like the one episode I did see was like it wasn't the zombies it was just some guy like slashing people's throats and I'm like oh god like, yeah. that's what I don't like yeah like the people in that show <laughs> yeah. I mean the zombies are there and will kill you right I mean the zombies just gross me out they, they don't be really bears, scare me you know it's like it's the same yeah. thing it's like bears will kill you but people will ruin you 
Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I, I, I really am into this whole like childhood exploration thing. What is one thing, book, movie, music, or otherwise, that from your childhood that you think people should check out? And not something, you know, obvious stuff. You're like, oh, Wizard of Oz. But, you know, maybe something a little off the radar oh, that you kind of feel like. Putting me on the spot. <laughs> yeah, it's my job. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, gosh. I mean, I was a Disney. I mean, this is like, yeah, that's an obvious answer, though. But I mean, I was a Disney, still am like a Disney fanatic. Like, The Little Mermaid's like my favorite movie of all time. But I mean, that's not something niche. <laughs> um, oh, gosh. One that I will mention, I guess that like I always found funny and like my friends. Okay, so there was the show, Tiny Toon Adventures. Yes. There was. And then there was the movie, Tiny Toon Adventures, How I Spent My Summer Vacation. Okay. Unfamiliar, but sure. Have you seen it? No. Okay. That's the thing. So this movie, like, there was... It there probably was... wasn't meant for me. <laughs> True. <laughs> but it's hysterical. Like, yeah. my dad quotes it to this day. Like, so me and, like, my friends that grew up in our town... Well, I grew up in Norwell, Massachusetts, and... There was a copy of it at the library, so everyone in the town, all the kids my age, saw this movie and quote it. Nobody else I know has, like, ever seen this movie. Oh, isn't that a weird thing? And we're oh, like, yeah. did we own the one copy I, of I have this movie? I definitely have friends where, like, I'll quote something specific, and they're the only ones that get it. Yeah. And, I mean, and sometimes it's, like, real-life happenings, and other times it's a specific thing. But then it's it's always one of those, you're like... You say it, and then you bring it up like, you have to be careful you say that around, because it makes no sense to anybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's, I mean, that's, it's one that I quote, like, on the day, like, I'll just say a random line, and, like, my dad will crack up, or my sister and brother will crack up, and, but my friend that grew up in Minas, or, you know, not around me, was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And then you're like, you didn't see it? Like, you didn't see Tiny Toon yeah. Adventures? <laughs> All right, well, I have to... Put that on the list, I guess. If you can find a copy. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be out there somewhere. Um, so we give it where they can check out your book, and they can uh, come and meet you in person at yes. Pages and Pints on yep. August 20th at the Mayflower Brewery. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, come in and have a beer and get their books signed. Yep. <laughs> Perfect. And uh, thanks, guys, for listening. We'll catch you guys next time. Thank you. And thanks for checking out the show today, listeners. Uh, if you enjoyed the content today, you can go over to patreon.com slash to support the show. You can join over there for just a few dollars a month and help us provide this fun content that you just checked out. You can also email us at inebriart.com with your questions, complaints, and concerns, or you can find us on all social medias at inebriart or at inebriart6 on Instagram. And also don't forget to check out our other shows, Bar Talk Podcast, Old Colony Cast, Inebriart, and all the other shows on the Inebriart Network, which you can find at inebriart.com. Thanks again for listening.